It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, and my guy, Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to read and react to some quotes from Tommy Shepard and West Huntsville Jr.'s press conference that we thought stood out the most. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Wizards podcast. I just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so Wes Enzo Jr. and Wizards President Tommy Shepard had a uh, press conference the other day. Uh, we're just going to read and react to that. Um, the team is getting back. Uh, media day is on Friday. Uh, training camp is getting started as well. I can't wait. I'm super, super excited. How are you feeling today, Brandon? Feeling good, feeling good. Ready for some Wizards basketball. I'm ready to rock. Yes, sir. Yeah. Commanders let us down, but, you know, we're hoping the Wizards can pick us back up. You know, they're getting back, you know, <laughs> so we won't we won't get into that. But um, the first quote stood out to me was uh, Wes Enzo Jr. This is from Chase Hughes. He tweeted this out. The, the press conference is on YouTube. If you guys didn't get to watch it, it's on um, Hoop District and it's on the team website as well. Uh, it's about 50 minutes long. The first one that stood out to me was what Senso Jr. said the Wizards starting three spot is wide open entering training camp. Brandon, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of saw that coming uh, with the performance from Denny from FIBA. You know, with his performance, he had his highs and he had his lows, but it was a very, very promising performance overall. And you really have to kind of look at that. You know, does he have the potential to start? And, you know, I think, you know, you kind of got to look at, you know, the possibility of Denny starting, you know, and uh, Will Barton being the sixth man. So, yeah, I think that's a good move. You know, I think that comes, you know, I think competitive competitiveness and competitive, you know, competing for the job is the, is the type of atmosphere you want to instill in this team. So, you know, that's a good sign for me. Mm-hmm. So what it what it read to me is that i think kuz is is already penciled in at that four i mean he could start at the three but i think we already know that and porzingis at the five like you said denny um he's gonna be fighting for it. will barton's gonna be fighting for it um you know Corey kispert possibly could be fighting for it too Rui could be fighting for it who knows you know but somebody's got to step up and uh, separate themselves so if you had to if you had to pick who who would you have as your starter at the three and then, of course, putting your Wes Unsell Jr. glasses on, who do you have starting at that three spot? Um, If it was me, I would start Denny. Easy. Mm. Because the reason for that, yeah, his shot is still developing. And, you know, his vision is getting better. But that defense is already elite-level defense. And in this offense, he doesn't really need a lot of touches. You know, really, his biggest asset to give the team is his defense. So I would easily put Denny in there, and I would put um, Barton in the six-man role. Uh, but 
what does West Sunset do? Ah, that's shaky because <laughs> I can see him kind of going along the same lines. You know, if you look at the press conference, they mentioned Denny and KP and their performances in FIBA. And you got to believe that they came they came away impressed. You know, like I said, the defense is already there. You know, if you look at the, the long list of the names that he shut down last season, you know, throwing up the X, man, you know, you know, his defense is already there. So, yeah, I think that, you know, probably within the first 10, 15 games, you can see Barton starting at the three. But I think as the chemistry grows and Denny kind of sells into his role, you can easily see Denny starting at the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job against Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Brandon Ingram, like you said, throwing up the X when we started that 10-3 and three start. Now, looking through us and Unsell Jr.'s eyes, where, you know, another commander reference, I think he is thinking like Ron Rivera, where he brings his Panthers guys in, where uh, Wes is familiar with Will Barton, he's familiar with Monte Morris. I think both those guys are starting. I think Wes brought these guys over here for a reason to feel comfortable. We're going to talk about chemistry later, because a lot of the press conferences is about, you know, chemistry and being comfortable. I think these guys are going to make Wes feel comfortable. They were, I think they were comfortable moves or comfortability moves because last year the chemistry was uh, really up and down or it was, it was down for the most part after the 10-3 start. Uh, but I, th- I think, through, yeah, like I, like I said, I think through Wes's eyes, he's going to start Will Barton. I think Will right now, um, you know, he's more advanced offensively than Denny, but of course I think Denny is the better defender. Um, I think Denny, you know, he has some improvement areas, you know, his three-point shot, you know, finishing around the rim, making layups. Now he did show a lot of improvement. And FIBA, like you said, Eurobasket. Um, Tommy Shepard said he went to the Finland game. That was Denny's best game where he had 23 points and uh, 15 boards and a couple assists where he, he looked like a guy that can really make a leap in that game. But, um, you know, Will Barnes, the polished guy, I think, like like we brought up before, I think Will Will the Thrill is probably better suited to come off the bench as that six-man, just a six-man microwave score. I think he can be kind of like how Montrez was really good off the bench last year. I know Will's a guard and a slash small forward swingman. I think I think Will could be really good in that role off the bench where he might have some 20, 25-point games where the crowd's going crazy. He's getting hot, just heating up off the bench. Um, and like I said, I, I wouldn't sleep on Rui. I wouldn't sleep on Corey. But I think the two front runners are Denny and Will. But Denny's got to show it. He's got to step up. And I know Will Barton, he's just a more aggressive guy on offense. But defensively, yeah, Denny would help us out because we would have more switchability, guys with long arms, long wingspan. Uh, he's a good connector. So there's pros and cons to both guys for sure. But um, I, I do think Wes is going to go with Will right now because he's more advanced offensively. He's a better three-point shooter. He's a better passer. He's more athletic right now than Denny, and he's he can dribble with both hands. Denny still has to work on that left hand as well. So that, that's what I, that's how I see it shaking out. Oh, no, I totally agree. I think experience – um, is the biggest factor right here. You know, Barton's been in the league for a minute. You know, Denny's, a, you know, he's still a young player. You know, he's still learning. He's still developing his game. So, you know, there's a lot of factors. You know, I think experience, chemistry is going to come along. You know, how they fit. I still think there's going to be a consolidation trade because, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of lot of pieces of the three or four positions. But, you know, really, I think, you know, we'll definitely get a clear picture towards the trade deadline. But, yeah, I mean – yeah, I would, you know, Barton is going to be the starter of three just because of experience. You know, Denny's got, you know, the defense is there, but, you know, experience is is, is just huge. You know, experience mm-hmm. is very huge. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Right. Yeah, from a development standpoint, yeah, we want to see one of our guys step up. We want to see uh, Denny start or Rui start at the three. We want to see those guys get those minutes and develop. You know, we don't want to see these guys on the bench that, you know, Denny was your ninth pick and Rui was your ninth pick. Corey Kisper, your 15th pick. We don't want to see these guys, you know, come off the bench. You would think, you know, their third year coming in, 
they're, they're clear starters. And Rui has started before. Denny started his rookie season. Corey Kisper started a lot of games too. So it's not all about who starts, who finishes. It's about minutes. You know, who finishes the game, the flow of the game. Can West Unso Jr. Um, get the best feel of the game? And, you know, who to put in at certain moments, who to finish the game, who to start, or, you know, who's coming in, staggering minutes. So it, 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 a lot of it's on West too. And he's got to figure that out. There's a log jam of positions still. Like you brought up the consolidation trade that probably will happen at the trade deadline. Um, so a lot of things to, to figure it out, but they, they have to compete. Denny's got to step up. Rui's got to step up. They got to earn it and they got to show it. So I'm intrigued to see how these guys step up in training camp. So, um, but we're going to get to some more quotes here, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by bet online, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right. So um, another quote that stood out to me was the one about Chris Porzingis. Um, I was very happy about that. This one was um, from Who District. They they put it out on Twitter. Uh, Weston So Jr. says that there is no plan to limit Chris Esperzingas' minutes or sit him on back-to-backs. How did you feel about that quote? Man, I'm feeling optimistic. <laughs> you know, look, <laughs> take the reins off. You know what I'm saying? Let him, let him play. You know, <laughs> he's ready to rock. You know, FIBA, <laughs> he, was, he was rocking. You know, he's got the beard. You know, he's got the new attitude. You know, he's packed a little muscle on. Yeah, let him play. You know, that I think that's good news. You know, um, I think last season we kind of, you know, we were looking at Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, when he had, you know, they were questioning whether to play him um, back-to-backs because of, you know, the ACL injury. You know, we don't have those restrictions this season. You know, I think the big thing why I'm optimistic about this team is that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're starting from the gate ready, prepared. You know, they're, they're already working on chemistry. They're working together. You know, there's no restrictions. There's nothing holding them back. You know, we can, you know, if we build momentum – that we can roll with that. You know, last season, yeah, we had a 10-3 and three start, but, you know, a lot of factors came in. You know, Rui wasn't back yet. You know, we're still waiting on Thomas Bryant. You know, it, you know, we had too many guys, you know, trying to work the minutes out. We don't have, you know, we don't have those issues now. So I'm very optimistic because, you know, you don't want to start out a season with issues, with questions. So, hey, let them play. I'm ready to roll. Right. Yeah, that, that's what we brought up in the last episode about optimism. You know, um, like you said, then we had to set out back-to-backs. Uh, even Russell Westbrook, when he came here, too, he was sitting out back-to-back. So a lot of our big free agent acquisitions have always had some type of injury. You can take it back to Dwight Howard or even C.J. Miles and guys being brought in um, as big-name acquisitions. But 
um, they're hurt, they're injured. So, you know, what's going on? You know, you question, you know, what's what's up with the training staff? Are they evaluating these guys correctly? Um, but Chris, as you know, the injury history there, if we can get 65 to 70 games from him out of an 82 season, I think that would be awesome for him. Um, and I think he has a bounce back revenge season. I think bearded Porzingis is a guy that can really dominate. Um, and last year, the last 17 games, he looked really good. And uh, a huge thing is just health, man. We, we have a fully healthy team knock on wood, which is really unique. It's a unique thing for the wizards. It's something that we don't see a lot. Bradley bill. He's on pace to be ready for uh, game one as well. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be playing the preseason or not. We'll see. Um, I know the preseason is coming up pretty soon. The first game of September 30th. That game's at 6 a.m. in Japan. So, you know, I'm going to try to wake up early and watch that. I'll probably watch the rerun run if I can. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for this health, man, because we're going to need we're going to need all hands on deck because the Eastern Conference is a tough conference. We're going to need all hands on deck. And this helps with chemistry, too, because it's not like, oh, we got to wait for Rui to come back. You know, I know Rui had his personal matters, but, you know, him coming back in the middle of the season is tough on it's tough on coaches. It's tough on Rui. They had a long ramp up period with him. Thomas Bryant coming back from the ACL injury. I know that was tough for West Enzo Jr. trying to bring him back. And then they had they tried to showcase him in Montrez. Um, and then Gafford sat down on the bench. So it was a lot of weird stuff. We don't have to deal with that this year. So I'm excited for that, that we can have everybody in training camp. We see everybody. We know what everybody's been doing over the offseason. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just very happy about that. Everybody's healthy. Totally agree. But I think one factor that we don't look at is, how this is a breath of fresh air for West, you know, mm-hmm. as a first year head coach to come into that situation where, you know, you're trying to implement yourself and make a name to yourself, this organization. And then you have to deal with all those factors, the injuries, you know, the rotation too, you know, too many guys, you know, Thomas Bryant, you know what I mean? Like he had to deal with a lot for a first year coach. He did. And, you know, he still, he, he, you know, he kept the ship right on course. So I think a lot of, you know, a lot of props goes the West Sunset because, you know, that that's a chaotic situation to walk into for any general manager. You know, so, yeah, I totally agree. You know, coming into the season with, you know, clear head, chemistry's already, you know, already set up. I'm very optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. I think that a lot of people are writing us off. You know, the, I think we're a very underrated team and we're a sleeper. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our over-under battle line is 35 and a half, so we definitely are being slept on. Um, I think the Wizards are definitely better than that. They they did the same thing with that last year, too. Um, but health is, is going to be huge. It's huge for every single team, but um, it, it really is it really is huge for the Wizards. So we do want to get to some chemistry. Uh, here are some quotes that we that we listened to and heard um, about chemistry. Brandon talked about the podcast. He talked about the press conference before we got on, too. Uh, a quote from Tommy Shepard. Uh, well, sometimes the best coaches are the players in the locker room. Uh, Tommy Shepard pointed to veteran additions from winning organizations. What were your What were your thoughts on that? That is my favorite quote from the press conference, mm-hmm. and uh, sheds a light on the importance of Brad Bill. You know, being mm-hmm. that guy. You know, being that voice in the locker room. You know, a lot comes with being that top guy. You know, being you know, there's a lot more than the contract. You know, there's a lot of responsibility with that, and that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing from Bradley Bill this season is. Taking that team leader position, you know, digging into people when they're, you know, not doing the right thing, you know, really getting involved, you know, and look, chemistry and veteran presence is very important. Look at any successful team or even dynasty in the NBA. There's always that veteran presence. Look at Golden State. You know, you had Iguodala. You know, hey, his importance is, you know, you, you always, you know, we always talk about Curry and Clay and Draymond, but 
you know, Andre Iguodala was probably one of the most important pieces of that team. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, you look at any successful team, you know, veteran presence is important. Taj Gibson is going to provide that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been in the league for a while. He's a very respected player. You know, and he was a dog, man. Don't forget, look, Taj was a dog, <laughs> man. You know, he, he was fighting folk, you know, he was. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to bring that mentality that we're looking forward from this team. You know, the dog mentality, you know, the, mm-hmm. the chemistry, you know, very excited. So, you know, that's my favorite part of what they said in the press conference. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Do they have that dog in them? Tommy Shepard, he, he said he's looking for more dogs. Um, I think Taj Gibson is one of them. He may not be playing at a high level, but, you know, you can look at him as an Udonis Haslam type of guy, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an extended coach. Monte Morris is an extension of the coach. Um, there's been reports saying that Monte Morris and West Hudson Jr. have been, you know, like peas in a pod, very close together. They've been traveling together. They talked about the Wizards' way as well per Bally Sports. Um, I don't know what the Wizards way is just yet, but, you know, last year we just didn't have I'm not going to say we didn't have a lot of leadership, but Bradley Bill, he's not a, he's not much of a vocal leader from what I've seen and heard. Uh, Montrose Harrell, you know, said he was policing guys. You know, he's the Montrose was saying that he's the bad cop and Brad is the good cop because Brad is a guy that sets it more by example than telling guys, you know, when Russell Westbrook was here. You know, you can see him yelling at guys, yelling at Gafford yelling at Rui, yelling at Denny to shoot the ball more when Denny wasn't shooting the ball or he was hesitant to shoot the ball. So is Brad that kind of guy? Can he step up and be more of a vocal leader? As he's getting older and learning more to do that, you know, he's still 29 years old. So some guys have it, some guys don't, but can Brad step up and, and do that? Can Porzingis be that kind of guy? Uh, you know, it's something like you said, it doesn't have to be the best player on the team. It could be like an Andre Iguodala who's a veteran who's, you know, he might be averaging five points a game. Um, but he's still telling other guys who are average at 20, 25, you know, hey, be here on defense or be here on offense. You got to listen to the to the coach or set this screen that way or run this way. Um, so there's different leaders that can step up. It doesn't just have to be the best player on the team, even though you would like it to be the best guy on the team. Um, but last year they just didn't have – they had a lot of guys, you know, bickering for minutes, bickering for touches. Can it be different this time around? Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, I – I think that, you know, we talked about this before, you know, for this team to be successful and for this team to really be a playoff team, it's got to be sacrificed. You know, Brad, you know, you can't be that guy that's quiet. You know, there again, there's responsibility with being a super max player. You know, I hate him. I love him. John Wall got in the people, man. You know, he, he would yell at people. You know, John Wall was very vocal about what he wanted, you know, to happen on his offense and being point guard. You know, he's the quarterback of the offense. But, you know, you've got to be able to sacrifice and the same you know same with Wes Unfield you know Unsell my bad I didn't change his name um <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta sacrifice you know he, you know he's a defensive guy but you gotta learn to be a defensive guy and be able to push the pace too which he's not used to because like you know like we discussed before you know Denver was a slow offense and you know last season you know under you know Spencer Dinwiddie it was a very slow offense so you know he's got to be able to change some things you know so it's, it's got to be sacrifice so for this team, you know, for this team to be successful. Right. And on the defensive end, somebody's got to step up and be a defensive leader as well. Somebody's got to step up and do that and be a, an extension of West Elm, so junior too. But getting back to the three spot, you know, because Denny would, you know, provide defense in that starting offense. You know, Bradley Bill is not the best defender in the world. Monte Morris, you know, he could be a little undersized at times. Will Barton is, I think he's a solid defender. You know, he's top 20 in plus minus last year. Um, Kuzma is a, is an okay defender. His defensive field goal percentage was, was good. Um, uh, but I think Denny is the best defender out of all those guys. Denny, you know, he could arguably be the best defender on the team. Um, but thinking about that bench unit, if 
if um Denny is off the bench, coming off the bench, you know, who do you think that bench lineup will be after um or if, if Will Barnes at the three, who do you think is on that bench unit? Like who are the first five guys that you have coming off the bench? Oh man, that's a good question. Um I mean, you know, Dylan Wright would be the point guard. You know, he, right. he, he can defend, he can shoot. You know, that would be the guy that I would want to quarterback my second unit. Uh, two guard, you know, I think starting out is going to be Corey Kispert just because, you know, he's got the experience. I mean, it's minimal, but he's got experience. You know, mm-hmm. Johnny Davis, you know, he's going to have to work his way in. Uh, three, you know, at the wing, you know, Denny, you know, if he's going to be on the bench, he's going to be Denny. Uh, four will be Rui. And then five, Gaff. That would be my mm-hmm. second unit five. Right. Okay. So do you think that the starting five would need more? Do you think the starting five needs defense more? Cause they already have guys that can score or do you think the bench needs more guys that can create? Because, you know, looking at that five with the bench off the bench, DeLon Wright, he's more of a defensive minded guy, Corey Kispert, you know, he doesn't have a lot of self-creation and then, you know, Denny off the bench, he can create a little bit here and there. Rui is a, I think Rui is a good creator for himself. And Gafford is a guy that needs, um, you know, guys to set them up and assist the basket, lobs and whatnot. So do you think it would be – so, yeah, but you already feel like that way too. So you think you think the offense – you think the starting five could use Denny's offense more than the bench could use Will Barton's – or the bench needs Will Barton's offense, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Starting out, yes, because mm-hmm. experience. You know, um, I think mm-hmm. Denny needs to kind of get into – he needs to earn a starting role. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, FIBA was impressive, but FIBA ain't the NBA. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, he's got to <laughs> prove that, you know what I mean? He's got to prove he can be that guy, you know? So I think it gradually is going to happen, but mm-hmm. uh, first unit, I think this is where chemistry and experience comes in because, you know, this team, you know, defensively, you know, Monte Morris is a decent defender, but size, you know, is an issue. Um, Brad, you know, he said he wants to be all NBA, but is is you know, we're still waiting on another effort, but you know, and you know, the three, <laughs> You know, the three, you know, Barton, you know, he's he's a good defender. He can shoot. So, I mean, you got guys who can defend. You got guys who can shoot. You know, I think really the, the biggest asset to this um, starting unit starting out is experience and chemistry. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the bench unit is what I was trying to say. They could really use Will Barton scoring. But, you know, they could keep Will Barton and stagger his minutes with Corey Kisper, with Gaff. Because Barton said he wants to play with Big Gaff. He wants to throw lobs to Gaff and whatnot. So, um, but when we wrap up, we do want to read, we're going to read a couple of comments, uh, that you guys responded to our optimism. Uh, I just got to put it up on the locked on wizards YouTube. We're going to do that. We're going to look at the social media, how you guys responded to the episode and whatnot. Three, re- three reasons why uh, you should be optimistic about the Washington wizards, uh, about the Washington wizards, uh, this up- upcoming season. So, um, some of the somebody said uh, Kuzma will break out even more this year. Uh, what did you think about that one? My man, that's what I'm talking about. Totally agree. I think Kuz takes a step forward. You know, last season was a preview of what's to come for Kyle Kuzma. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And last one we'll read, and then we'll read some more in the next episode. This is from Omer Azule. He said, uh, stop getting people's hopes high. This org ain't going nowhere with Bill on that contract. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop drinking a haterade, man. <laughs> I mean, you got to have optimism, man. You know, that's, that, that's loyalty. You got to have optimism, uh, man. You know, you know, that's, I think, I mean, I can, 
let me start by saying this. I can see why people could be skeptical. I get it. You know, I, I mm-hmm. get all that. Because, you know, it's been a long road for, you know, you know, look, we were talking about earlier. It's the 25th anniversary of the Wizards rebrand. I remember like right. it was yesterday, man. You know, so it's been 25 years. So, you know, it's been a long Wizards road. You know, we didn't roll with Agent Zero, J-Dub, and now Brad Bill. So, not gonna, I get it why people are skeptical. But, you know, there's optimism with this team. You know, mm-hmm. I think if they can do – the things that we want them to do, like push the pace, defense, chemistry, this team's going to surprise. So I get it, but, you know, still, yeah. stop hating. Come on. Right, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Bill's contract too much because I think it's something that's just being a dead horse right now at this point. You know, the whole no trade clause, the, the trade kicker and all that kinds of stuff and giving 35% of the salary cap, it is what it is. That's what Ted Leonce has wanted to do. That's what Tommy Shepard wanted to do. Um, he's got the contract now and we got to live with it. So they got to they got to find a way to build a competitive team with Bill um as their number one guy on the books and you know number one guy on the roster um building around him with Porzingis can they find another star or can they draft another star can they develop somebody can Rui make a leap can Denny make a leap can Corey Kisper make a leap or even Johnny Davis in the next two years can somebody step up or somebody has to play above expectations um for them to be really really competitive in the Eastern Conference but I think they can be competitive um but yeah you you want to go in with you know realistic hopes we're not saying that they're going to make the NBA finals or the conference finals or anything like that. Right now we're saying good points where, Hey, we do see some flashes here where the wizards can be a contender to make the playoffs for sure. And make some noise. Um, so that, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, I understand the skepticism, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to like about this team. You know, they're, they're really, I mean, I think Morris is really going to push the pace. I'm excited about the pace. Now, we got guys on the team who can roll. You know, the, the lob threats. I mean, Gaff. I mean, KP. I mean, you know, Morris and Barton, they're going to shoot better. We're going to be a better shooting team. You know, I mean, towards the deadline, once we consolidate, this is going to be a nice club. I mean, I'm very optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very realistic fan. You know, I'm not somebody who's, you know, you know, talking about O2 Redskins, Flash Commanders fans. You know, we, we start 2-0, we talking about the Super Bowl. Nah, you know, I, I'm very realistic. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that, you know, the state of the team, you know, Bradley Bill's contract and, you know, how hard it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to kind of build a team around him, obviously. But you know, I think Tommy's gonna he's gonna try. I mean, he, he you know he just putting his name into the conversation of you know, you know, you know SGA, you know OKC and names like that. You know, Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying. You know, is so. Yeah, I agree. 
Right. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, we're going to wrap this one up. We're going to talk about more comments on the next episode. I want to thank you guys for making Lotto Wizards your first listen every day. And I uh, just want to make make sure you guys now go make and make go and make the NBA top 50 on Locked On NBA your second listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and better and the bet online odds make makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players. Find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on YouTube. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.